Purse Strings offers an available for hire network of vetted professionals who specialize in serving women. When you have a life event that has suddenly made money a priority, you can now move forward with a whole new confidence that you're getting advice and services from savvy professionals who are uniquely equipped to serve your needs. Go to PurseStrings.co and use our directory of handpicked financial professionals when you're ready to plan for retirement, navigate divorce, buy your next home, fire up your new business, and more. Go to PurseStrings.co or check the link in the show notes. Now you can be financially fearless. Thank you, fearless listeners, and go you for hitting play. Please like and subscribe as it helps us grow. Also, share with your friends as we have to keep talking about this shit. Now let's dive in. Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Tracy Bissett, President and Chief Financial Fitness Trainer at Bissett Financial Fitness. Tracy is one of our Purse Strings approved professionals, and she hails from Canada. And Tracy is a super smart business coach. And of course, a dog lover, as she has two adorable golden retrievers. It's a new year and a great time when we all want to get fit, even fiscally fit. And Tracy is the one to show us how, since she is a financial fitness trainer. Let's get started. Gloria Steinem once said, we will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. Tracy, uh, we know that 1,600 businesses are opened every day by women, and having a business coach by your side is a must-have, so let's talk about it. Tracy, why don't you just jump in and give us a background on who you are, all your creds, and what you love to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. I know it's reaching so many women, so it's so great that you've started it up, and, and I'm pleased to be here. Uh, so by way of background, I grew up in Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia, which is in the east coast of Canada. And I have loved money since I was a little kid. I was very entrepreneurial and was always figuring out ways to make money um, so that I could get myself to the corner store every day. And so uh, always had a really unemotional relationship with money. Went through um, high school, went into business school. So I have a Bachelor of Commerce. Uh, went on to do my master's in business and went on even further to do a more advanced designation, chartered financial analyst designation all around business type things and, and portfolio management and financial planning, all those things really covered off. Uh, I worked for a large part of my career in TD Bank, which is one of Canada's big five banks, also down the eastern seaboard in the US in the areas of uh, lending money to businesses and actually helping businesses get access to financing. So I love working with business owners and really have spent my career in support of them. In 2016, I started my own business, Visit Financial Fitness. And so I do a bunch of things. I, I teach at a college. I coach one-on-one -on -one and through group programs with business owners, uh, as well as do lots of speaking. And I am a podcast host as well for uh, Young Money with Tracy Bissett, uh, the advice show for millionaires in the making. So really kind of packaged up everything I like to do. And as you said, 
I do have two golden retrievers who are keeping me very busy. One is one and one is almost seven. Um, so lots of walks in my in my everyday life. Thank you. Yes. And we we love uh, following you and looking at the pictures of your goldens because they are so super sweet. But for today, let's talk about business coaching. Can you give us kind of an overview of, you know, what does a business coach actually do? Absolutely. And so there's different kinds of business coaches out there. So I'm really focused on the financial side. Lots of general ones could be some focused on marketing or more on the strategic aspects. And so I think it's important if you're looking for a business coach to think about what is it that I need help with. And I know when I was starting my business, I worked with a really fantastic business coach who was um, kind of good at everything, not as deep on everything, but really good overview. And so that was the perfect coach for me. Um, Still certainly keep in touch with her because she was fantastic. Uh, where I kind of come in and the work that I do is really focused on the financial side of the business, helping business owners understand their financial statements, understanding the cash flow cycle in their business. So how money comes in and goes out and do you have enough on the day that you need it? And really to bring up financial acumen um, within the business owner so that they can run their business and hit their goals as they want to. And you can't really hit any goals unless you're making the financial side work as well. So that's kind of where I play. And I think it's important if you're evaluating a coach, um, look for recommendations from people you know, um, find out exactly their style, because sometimes it's a, a style fit. So you want to make sure that they're going to be um, doing things in a way that works well for you. And if not, that's okay. There's lots of coaches out there. And that's the beautiful thing about um, business coaching. There's, there's so many people and you just need to find the right fit for you based on what you need at the time. Uh, I generally people will move through coaches over the the course of their business because they have different needs at different times in their their business cycle. You pulled out so many great points there about getting the right kind of coach, you know, for just overall business or just to the financials, but also understanding someone who works in the same kind of fashion that you do, um, because it does take a lot to connect with your coach and to make sure it's the right fit for you. And so when people are thinking about, you know, trying to find a coach and things like that, When's the best time to hire a business coach, especially regarding uh, business financials? I think definitely if you're thinking about it, it's probably the right time (laughs) Uh, because because people cannot be coached if they don't want to be coached. So I can have the best intentions and want to help everybody. But if they don't see that there's a need yet, it's not going to be a really successful relationship on both sides. And so if you're thinking about it, probably best to do that exploration. Um, If you're starting your business and you know um, that you don't have the financial acumen, why not get started on the right foot? So we'll probably be talking things a little bit more academically before you have your numbers in place, but certainly could be working on business planning, cash flow forecasting, all of that kind of stuff. Or if you've been in business for quite a while and you know that you're getting by, but you're probably not making as much money as you should. I know that um, I, I generally work with people, um, 85% of them are not profitable in terms of what they do. So let's make some money because I think that um, number one, you've got to be successful in your own business to be able to then make a bigger impact in the world, no matter what your business is. So um, it's really about you when you're ready. Um, if you know you're, you're missing that skill set, get it before you start. Um, and then the same thing goes for any other business coaches as well. Wow. Um, so interesting. So you said 85% of your coaches are not profitable yet. So talk a little bit about that. Like, it's a scary place to be. And we've all been there. Because when you start out, right, it takes money to make money. You need to invest in your company, you need to invest in your assets, you need to invest in your staff or contractors, whomever is in your organization. 
So how do you like, what are the typical types of companies you work with, the size of companies, and how do you navigate them through being not profitable to being profitable? Great question. So I work with business owners across all different industries. So online businesses, offline, um, pretty much any industry you can think of. I work with lots of um, trades. So people running like a, a HVAC business, a, electrician, plumbing, across the board. I work with coaches, people providing kind of professional services, uh, really doesn't matter what they're doing. Uh, I would say that the key that they have in common is sales are generally under $2 million for the most part. And they're not necessarily startups. So they could have been in business for a year, where they're trying to get ahead of the game and get the skills that they need, or they might have been in business 20 years. Um, I've had the pleasure of working a lot with couples, who run their businesses together. Usually the, the wife is kind of on the financial side and just kind of by default doing the accounting and the bookkeeping and doing some of the administrative stuff. The, the, the male is out in the, in the professional or the trade world. Uh, I've worked a lot with families who are transitioning from one generation to another, which is really fun to do and, and to bring that younger generation up to speed and kind of teach all of them uh, about money at the same time. So the key is sales over 2 million, doesn't matter stage of business. The, the mo most important thing I look for is that they are um, eager to get started. They know they, they don't know what they, they don't know, and they're really willing to make some effort at this point in their their business because it, it takes time. You've got to be able to commit some time to the learning. Definitely. I mean, coaching is one of those things where it's not like you do one session and you come out and all of a sudden you're making millions or millions more. You got to really put in the time and, you know, give it a couple months to make sure it really works. And I like that you point out that not everybody is profitable because it is another thing that you have to invest in before you see your profits. Um, it's not just like you have a lot of money and so then you hire a coach because you have that money to spend. But you need to do that to start seeing the profits. Absolutely. And I come at it from a really simple way. So anybody who's listening, if you're going to try to figure out even quickly, if you're making money, grab a piece of paper, I want you to make a list of all of the costs that go into what you do. So think about is it a product? Is it a service? So all of the things you have to pay because you sold it. So let's start there and look up the numbers if you don't know them. And then we've got to have some allocation for all the overhead stuff, the stuff you have to pay no matter what. If you have a, a premises, you got to pay rent. Your landlord doesn't care if you are making any money. You got to pay insurance. You have to pay all those subscriptions to make our websites go and all these uh, forms work. So there's a lot of hidden costs. We've got to cover both. And then we actually um, need to make profit so that we can reinvest in our business, as Barb had already mentioned. And what goes along with not pricing profitably is not getting steady paychecks as a business owner, which is absolutely critical. You can't afford to live your life and not get paid to be able to pay for all your your personal bills. So I generally start with that kind of the bottom up making a list of all of these things, then let's scan the market. Let's see what other people are charging. Not because we want to be the same, but we want to see how are we positioned in comparison. We may provide a lot more value in terms of what we're doing or we're selling. So we should charge more. And then we might find, I, I think doing a business plan right out of the gate is really important to kind of validate assumptions, but we might find the people we wanted to target because we thought they were going to be the right fit and we know they need what we, we are selling. Maybe they don't have the money. So we've got to pivot a little bit and start targeting someone else so we can actually charge what's appropriate, be profitable and really help those people without kind of getting the door slammed in our face all the time um, with the nose because people saying it's too expensive. Um, so we really got to think about all of those things together because when you're profitable and I encourage all of the business owners I work with to make as much money as possible. If you're profitable, you can give your, your product or services away from free. 
You can create jobs in the economy. You can decide to only work four days a week. You get to really design your life. And it's just like when you, you think about being in the airplane, they always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. If we're not making money, we can't help anybody around us in the way that we choose to do it. Well said. <laughs> Everybody likes to, to have their own paycheck, that's for sure, especially if they're working so hard on their own business. Um, so can you share a couple of success stories with us around some of the clients that have just knocked it out of the park? Absolutely. Um, so one example, I was working with um, two women, they co-owned a dance studio. And so we were really trying to figure out like, how are they going to make more money? They were making a little bit of money, but not a lot. And so they had two families reliant on this business, both with with kids and lots of expenses. And so we really did that deep dive on the pricing, we on the costing, we did a deep dive then on the pricing and what would the market bear. We brainstormed other ways for them to make money that weren't going to be uh, costing them very much. And so they were able to really increase their profit uh, with minor tweaks. Because we're not talking about like, let's scrap this business and start over. What can we modify so that it becomes more profitable? And and so they also fine tune their marketing at the same time. Because once you get clear on who is it that I need to target, then you can usually do it a little bit more effectively. And so that was really uh, life changing for them. Another was a um, kind of an engineering consulting with some some service-based um, work in there as well, doing uh, cleaning filters and doing some other things. I worked with both of them, husband and wife. The wife was responsible for the financial side. And so kind of what was happening is that she was telling her husband things, but they weren't necessarily getting through. And so we would sit down together, we'd talk about strategy and then actually push it through the numbers. And when we did that deep dive on the costing and then the pricing, in his mind, when he was doing his quotes, he wasn't thinking about all of the costs that actually went into it. So when we actually outlined it and, and he saw that his margins were not as strong as he thought, he was convinced because he could see it really in black and white that I need to charge more. So they put through price increases because now is not a hard time to put through price increases. Everybody understands that costs are rising, inflation's still high, interest rates are going up. But you need to have the confidence as the business owner to do that. And so um, when the prices were put up, they just started making more money. Their cash flow uh, was a little bit easier to manage because it wasn't so tight. And customers were still super happy because they knew that um, they were probably getting a good deal before. There are two things that I really want to point out there. And one of them is just that these little changes can make huge impacts. And so you just need somebody else to kind of bring in that fresh pair of eyes. And even before when you're explaining how sometimes you just need a little pivot and mm -hmm. as a business owner, that's honestly every day. It's just a little pivot here and a little pivot there and you can really hit success. And so it's, again, bringing in that extra pair of eyes to help you see these different things because they're not always these huge drastic changes, um, but just these little things. But man, if I was going to say one thing about owning a business, it's always just these little pivots here and these little pivots there that really make all the difference. For sure. And you've got to be paying attention. And so I'm a huge advocate of you knowing your numbers, which means you need to look at your um, profit and loss, your income statement every single month, you need to be able to look at what's going on in your business and then make those changes so that you don't get to the end of the year and you find out, wow, things really went wrong. Now I'm looking in the rear view. I'm already halfway into my next year. I don't know what's going on. So looking and making small little changes and having someone to validate it is really helpful. I always come from a place of service to these business owners because they know what they're doing. They know they're experts at whatever their product or service is. And I'm just here to help with the support on the financial side. So I'm going to gather as much information as I can from them and then kind of ask some questions, especially if they tell me things that they view to be certainties. Are you sure? 
have we checked that out? Because sometimes you start falling into traps where you think things are true, where um, you've just told yourself that, or you believe that without actually checking it out. So just having someone kind of poke or poke around with your assumptions a little bit can can open your eyes. That's really interesting. And I, and I think as a business owner, there's some vulnerability in that as well. You know, when you're exposing kind of your financials, because like you said, yeah, I'm expert on my dance class or I'm expert on my, you know, tool and die or whatever it might be. And I'm doing the best I can with my financials, but I might have to really admit to you that I did the best I can, but I'm sure I could do better. And this is where I'm at, you know? Yeah. And the key thing to remember a couple of things. Number one, no one has ever taught you how to manage the finances in your business, unless you went to business school. And even then it's from kind of a thousand feet. So nobody has taught you. So if you're taking an interest, that's okay that you're starting from zero. Um, nobody actually starts from zero. Everyone has some knowledge. The other thing is nobody thinks twice to get sales training or assistance with their marketing. But somehow when it comes to the financial side, people kind of get anxious and think that they should know um, when that's not a really realistic expectation. And I would say it is a very vulnerable thing. Uh, I work with men and I work with women and sometimes together. And I would say in at least probably 75% of the time, there's tears at some point when we're working together over the course of a few months. Um, sometimes like, how did I let it get this way? And they feel embarrassed. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, you made it made sense. And I'm having a breakthrough because I actually see how my strategy fits with my numbers. And now I know what to do. It's like a, a sigh of relief and, and joy that I can do this. And when they, they get the hang of it, it's just like, wow, you won't be able to stop me in my business going forward because I've got now all the parts covered. That's awesome. It's, it sounds so empowering, right? To have that understanding of the whole picture, right? That's cool. And it seems like that, you know, sometimes you're the expert at the HVAC systems, you know, you're, it makes sense that you're not the expert at the financials. And that's why yeah, you would hire sure. somebody else is because you're such an expert in your area. And that's what your business is on. Your business is on not teaching people financials. And that's where Tracy comes in and helps you out. Yeah. And I've had the beauty of like over 25 years working with companies across all different industries. I have industry benchmarks. I know what the ratios to be. Uh, I know the way the general business works. I even know what contracts look like. So um, I can usually pull out examples. So um, sometimes when people are billing, they're not necessarily billing the right amount. Maybe they're not getting deposits up front. And so just to, to give a little bit more um, knowledge that they may not have to make those small tweaks like we've been talking about. Awesome. So um yeah, you are in Canada, but I know you can work across the United States as well, right? Absolutely. So I usually do most of my coaching uh, remotely through kind of Zoom or, or other platforms just like that. And uh, I find that it works really well because we're sharing screens. There's obviously instruction of concepts, um, but then we're also doing a lot of work on clients numbers. So forecasting cash flow, how much money is going to come in, how much is going out, doing that deep dive on pricing. And it works well when we're both on different computers because we can see the numbers exactly together. Sometimes people feel more comfortable sometimes turning off their camera if they're having a vulnerable moment. Um, so I can work with anyone anywhere. That's so kind in a way, you know, because money can bring you to tears, especially when you're trying to run a business and juggle a lot of plates. So that's awesome. So there are more and more women opening their businesses every day, which I commend and I love. So what are kind of a couple of tips you would give women when they're starting out opening their business that is not financial related, but it might be something way different that they don't really have a lot of the financial acumen? So number one, I would say think bigger than you're currently thinking. That's really important because I hear from a lot of women that they just want to make a small business. 
and they just want to be able to make a little bit of money. And there's the same amount of work in making a little bit of money as making more money. So as I already said, I want people to make lots of money. So try not to aim too small. Like let's aim to actually allow you to make some money. Um, when you actually hire people, you're going to free up your own time. So it won't be 100% dependent on you. So think a little bit bigger. The second is to make sure you get the right um, organizational structure in place. A lot of times just see it in their own name and kind of then their personal and business expenses get all mingled together. So set it up properly, work with a lawyer. And the third would be to actually get access to credit right away. And a lot of times people are like, well, I'm going to make this small business. I'm just going to use my own funds. I'll use my personal credit card if I need to. Um, but just like we have our own credit history and score on the personal side, I want you to start the clock on your business. So get access to a small line of credit or overdraft. Get a credit card in the company name. So as your business grows, you can qualify for greater levels of credit as you need it. That also just starts that clock on credit history. So suppliers know who you are, makes it a little bit easier when you're looking for grants or other types of, of funding. So those would be my three tips. So think bigger, get the right structure and, and certainly get access to credit. Um, if you leave it till you absolutely need it, you're going to have a hard time. I think that was one of the first things that I learned was that your business has its own credit score and that it's not always your credit score and that it does need its own credit, which I don't think we always know right away, especially diving into, you know, a brand new business. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's always interesting to bring up um, and interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense as, as we're 18, we want to get started on our credit scores or even younger than that. Um, but also right when we start our businesses, we want to start their credit scores as well. Um, yeah. Which I'm, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I've certainly seen the research, but I know anecdotally women try to do it on their own and they try not to use other people's money. But why not use other people's money? Why not give your business the best chance? I'm not talking about being irresponsible and taking on lots of debt, but debt needs to be a consideration as you're thinking about growing your business. And um, certainly when you're managing your cash flow, there's going to be times where there's a mismatch and you need to have some kind of uh, safety net. And so whether it's a line of credit or overdraft. Um, so just to get your mind thinking that way and, and having stuff available for a rainy day is, is really key. Awesome. So how do you work with people? Is it one-on-one? -on -one? Is it packages, small group? Is it for three months, month to month? What is it? Uh, so primarily, I work one-on-one -on -one with business owners. It's generally between three to four months. We generally work hour a week um, to kind of progress things where we're looking at cash flow, pricing, um, looking at key performance indicators for the business, analyzing uh, existing performance, and, and then doing um, strategy going forward. I also do have a cash control boot camp, which is a small group program uh, over kind of a six, seven week period. So if anyone is interested in finding out more how they can advance their financial knowledge, um, best to just reach out and we can have a chat about what's the right fit for them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I feel like you've provided so much great information in just such a quick amount of time today, which we always love. Do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners today that you want to make sure is shared? A couple of things. So number one, it's near the beginning of the year. So I would like to make sure everyone gets wills and power of attorneys in place so that they have written instructions for what they want to happen to them and their belongings should they pass away. And hopefully it's an academic exercise you don't need to use for a long time, but too many people are without that. And number two, I want you, I want everyone to realize you're going to make missteps. Financial fitness is a lifelong journey, whether it's personal or on the business side. Um, so get started, be brave, take those forward steps. You're going to have some steps sideways and backwards, and that's going to be okay. So don't beat yourself up when that happens, um, but just keep moving forward and you're going to be all the better for it. Awesome. So, um, 
You're amazing. I just want to tell you, you are such a wealth of information. And yet every time I talk to you about uh, this topic, which we've discussed before, it always comes through a sense of it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. We got this. You got this. And um, I think that, you know, having a small business, a couple of them, actually, the the money thing is always, you know, uh, a day-to-day concern or worry because you need to make sure you set yourself up for success. And you hear so many terrible stories about businesses that go under. And I just think if people had the right resources that they could really bounce off of, that wouldn't have to happen. Totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, Tracy. And we know uh, for the listeners out there, Tracy is one of our Purse Strings Approved professionals. You can find her webpage right on our site. Tracy, what are some other ways they can get in touch with you? Best way to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. So Tracy has an E and Visit is two S's, two T's. And um, I'd love to hear your message. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode and um, anything you've been thinking about about your business finances. Awesome. So thank you so much for all of your wisdom today, Tracy. And thank you to everyone out there. If you're looking to start, launch your business, grow your business, or have a lot of concerns about the cash flow in your business, just reach out to Tracy, Tracy Bissett, Chief Financial Fitness Trainer, and you can get a hold of her through Purse Strings or through LinkedIn. So for today, that wraps it up. Thank you, everyone. And let's be financially fearless. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Purse Strings offers an available-for-hire network of vetted professionals who specialize in serving women. When you have a life event that has suddenly made money a priority, you can now move forward with a whole new confidence that you're getting advice and services from savvy professionals who are uniquely equipped to serve your needs. Go to PurseStrings.co and use our directory of handpicked financial professionals when you're ready to plan for retirement, navigate divorce, buy your next home, fire up your new business, and more. Go to PurseStrings.co or check the link in the show notes. Now you can be financially fearless.